Welcome to the Best Coach Ever podcast. I'm your host, Lynette Marie, an online business mentor and social media expert to online coaches and totally obsessed with helping women win in life and business. After spending over seven years in the online fitness coaching industry and scaling my own fitness coaching business to multiple six figures, I fell in love with something new, helping women build their own businesses online. And to date, I've helped hundreds of women scale their own online coaching businesses to massive success. Each week in this podcast, I'll be sharing how you can be the best coach ever, which isn't just about being a good coach to your clients, by the way. It's about knowing how to run your business like the successful CEO you aspire to be. It's also about learning to run a business in a way that gives you the best life ever and your clients the best results ever. And lastly, it's about being the best, happiest version of yourself that you can be inside and out. Also in the best coach ever podcast, I'll be sharing the business strategies, mindset hacks, and life lessons I've learned in my own entrepreneurial journey and sharing interviews with industry leaders with expert advice in leveling up your health mindset and business. So if you're ready to be the best coach ever and learn to build the life and business of your dreams, come dive into the best coach ever podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Best Coach Ever podcast and to do today's episode, which I am, I'm really excited about, as I always am for these episodes. But this episode is a little bit different than anything I've ever done. You know, I sat down to record today and I had some ideas that I was ready to kind of go with. And this one just like hit me. I was like, this is what I want to talk about. And I just could not convince myself otherwise. I also did not run this past my copywriter, Jessica, which is like, pretty unheard of for me. <laughs> you guys know, if there's a team member I talk about a lot in my podcast, it's my copywriter, Jess. She does a lot in the podcast with me. She kind of helps generate some ideas or like give, she's a good filter for my ideas. Um, we have a lot of very similar opinions about just like business and the coaching industry. Oh, and by the way, she just started her own Instagram. I think it is copy by Jessica. I'm pretty sure that's her Instagram. Um, she finally created an Instagram about her copywriting and she's going to be giving amazing advice and hot takes on there. So you should definitely um, go follow her. Jessica, put in the show notes your new Instagram. And if you haven't posted on there in a few days, now you have to because I'm sending people your way. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so today's episode, did I even say what I was going to do today? Well, surprise, here's what I'm doing today. Um, I have decided to just compile a few questions specifically around like sales and selling online that I get so often from newer ish coaches in the online space. And I know a lot of who follows me is newer ish coaches or coaches who are really trying to establish, establish themselves online. So if you're an online coach or an aspiring online coach, and you just want Lynette's take on a couple of things in this industry, then this is the episode for you because I actually compiled a handful of questions that I get a lot, um, especially from my fitness coaching business accelerator clients, which FCBA is my uh, four month group coaching program for new and aspiring online health and wellness coaches. So by the way, if you are an online health and wellness coach, or I should say an aspiring one, or you're newer in the business, you aren't really getting a lot of clients online, that program may be super helpful for you. But um, I'm feeling pretty fresh because I just had a coaching call with them last night where um, they were able to ask me questions and I was able to kind of like, you know, help and mentor them. So I have a handful of questions here that are just random questions about sales that we're going to just kind of work through a little bit. I don't want to say rapid fire. I'm not, I'm not one for short, concise speech. Okay. (laughs) 
That's not a gift of mine. I'm good at lengthy, probably should have wrapped it up 10 minutes ago speech, okay? That's my gift. Uh, but we're going to talk about some questions today. Is this intro getting long? Probably. Like, statistically, I overspeak. So, anyway, let's dive into these questions that people often ask me about sales, selling online, getting clients online, etc. The first question that I'm going to answer today is... Should you coach people for free when you're first getting started in business? I get this question a lot. Uh, should you coach people for free if you're just getting started, right? Maybe you are wanting to be an online coach and you've never coached anyone before, or you're wanting to build an online business and you've never coached anybody online before. Like maybe you've been a personal trainer in a gym or something. But this is a question I get a lot is should I offer my services for free to just build up my skill set or to get testimonials, especially if you don't have testimonials? And you might be surprised. Maybe this won't surprise you. I don't know. I typically don't recommend coaching for free for a few reasons. Um, First of all, your time is still valuable. Even when you are a new coach, uh, I, I still hate to see you not being paid for work that you're doing. But even honestly, more importantly than that, if you are not charging for your coaching, you already, you automatically remove a filter that should be in place. That might sound really bad (laughs) that like your coaching should cost money to like filter out people. But really it's not that we're filtering out people who don't have money. It's to filter out people who are not serious. And when you remove that barrier and your coaching is free and like you're offering free coaching for a little bit, even if you are like, I'm only going to do it for like two or three people. If you remove that barrier, you remove that filter And you might get a lot of people who are trying to take you up on coaching who are not serious. Um, It's just that people like free things. And so if you're going to be offering free coaching, they're going to be like, yeah, sure. And it will be a very frustrating journey for you because you will be trying to like, you know, work with this person to get a testimonial and get, um, you know, kind of hone your coaching skills. And if they are not taking it seriously, it will literally be a waste of your time. Like if they're not checking in or if they're not sticking to the plan, it will just be wasted energy on your part and it will be super frustrating. Um, And really, you know, kind of even furthering this idea, people often do not value what they do not pay for. Um, They also have a much easier time walking away from something that feels hard or challenging or difficult if they have no skin in the game, right? So let's say you even, you know, come across someone who is serious about their goals and they do really want help. And you're like, you know what, out of the goodness of my heart, I'm just going to help you for free, you know, in exchange for a testimonial. Let's say that that's the situation, right? But of course, throughout the time that you're coaching them, you're probably going to ask things of them that are uncomfy for them, right? Like that's the nature of coaching. If there was a super easy, pain-free way for us to like lose weight or get healthy, we would all do it. (laughs) But that's just not the case, right? And so it will be very hard for your client to be willing to say yes to something new and uncomfortable if there's no cost to them not doing it meaning like they have not invested in this, they've not paid any money. So there's literally no risk for them to just like simply not do what you ask, right? Because it's not like they paid for this. And that's part of, by the way, coaching should be an investment. And it's even actually a gift for, (laughs) it may not feel like it when you're investing in a coach, but it's actually a gift when you invest in a coach and it's an uncomfortable investment because that really, really keeps you accountable, right? Because if you've invested a thousand or 2000 or 3000 or however much money into a coach, business, health, whatever, 
you now have skin in the game and that is going to hold you so much more accountable than if you were just working with someone for free or just having like your best friend hold you accountable or your husband hold you accountable or, you know, yourself hold you accountable. This is, by the way, part of why coaching works is because you pay money to somebody and you now have that hanging over your head to like, okay, I have to do what they say because like I've paid all this money to work with them. That's part of why coaching works. And so when we remove that, we coach people for free, a lot of times they just will not step up the way that they need to to actually get results. Because what often is the thing that keeps people from results is that they're they're just avoiding that potent work that's like the most painful and the most difficult because it's uncomfortable, right? And if they have not even paid for your coaching, chances are they're not even going to follow through, you know? So I'm not a big fan of coaching people for free. I will say this though, you know, I know some people are such brand new coaches. They've genuinely not helped anybody other than themselves and maybe like a friend or a coworker or or something. And so the thought of them trying to like charge for coaching online feels like, well, there's just no way, like no way can I just start charging for coaching if never helped anyone? How do I even know for sure I can help someone? Then like, yes, I think in that scenario, it can make sense to coach somebody for free. But I'll say this, if you do go into a coaching relationship like that, I would do a few things. First of all, I would keep the coaching container short. I would not be offering to coach somebody for three for free for like three to four plus months because that's a very long time to ask somebody to stick to something that they are not um, financially invested in, that there's no risk for them to quit or there's no uh, cost, I should say, for them to quit, right? It's just a long time. So I would keep the coaching container short, maybe six to eight weeks at most. And I would just do as much as you can with that person in those six to eight weeks. The second thing I would do is I would still make them either like sign some kind of contract or sign some sort of agreement with you, Um, even if it's like an informal agreement that essentially says that this is a, a transaction, this is a trade of services for testimonial, this is not just you coaching out of the kindness of your heart or, you know, just, you know, yeah, girl, I'm just like here if you need me. No, 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 no. If we're going to put the time and effort and energy into coaching someone and providing them with a service, then they need to repay us, so to speak, with feedback about our programs and a testimonial, right? That that needs to be understood so that they understand that there is, this is not just like a free-for-all. This is not just like, oh, come get the coaching if you want it, but if you don't, it's okay. No, this is a trade. I'm giving you a free service and in return, you were giving me feedback about my program to help me improve it as well as a testimonial of whatever type that we can get after six to eight weeks, right? So if you were to coach for free, that is what I would recommend is that you just make sure that they understand that it's serious. Um, Otherwise, it's like a tale as old as time. I will have people join my FCBA program and be like, yeah, like, you know, I tried coaching some people for free, but like they didn't really follow through and like they weren't really checking in. And like, you know, some of these people were even my friends. So like it just got embarrassing that I was trying to chase them down, blah, blah, blah. I hear it constantly. So, you know, by and large, I don't really recommend coaching for free. But if you feel you really need to in order to like get some skill sets or get some testimonials, then I would just, you know, tread lightly. I would keep the container short and I would just make sure that the person you were going to coach with has a really clear understanding of what is expected of them and that you are, you know, really asking them to follow through because that's the that's the trade, right? On that note, another question that I get regularly is, okay, how do I sell coaching then if I don't have any testimonials? Like, how am I supposed to sell coaching if I've literally never helped someone before? 
because I will have people who've like, they went to school for uh, health and fitness or like they have, you know, some like nutrition certifications or fitness certifications and they feel very confident in their knowledge. Uh, they feel very confident in how they would get people results. They just never actually had the opportunity to do so. But like if you're a health and fitness coach, you know that so much about like weight loss or like, you know, changing your health is it's very scientific, right? Like you don't need to test macros on somebody to know that macros works or like you don't need to test a calorie deficit on someone or deadlifts on someone to know that those things work, right? So I think there's a lot of coaches who've never technically coached before but are actually ready to take on clients like they could do that in which again in that situation it's like you really don't need to waste time coaching people for free just for the sake of a testimonial but then again people ask me all the time well how do I sell coaching then if I don't have any testimonials first things first testimonials are not the only thing that sells a coaching program they help but they're like one part of the marketing message not the whole thing testimonials or before and after photos are not the only thing that sell coaching. And in fact, when you do finally land clients, chances are most of those people will have finally decided to work with you, not because you have really strong testimonials, but because overall they feel they can trust you and they feel very safe and certain that you are someone that can get them results. And so that's really what our marketing needs to do for us. That's, you know, what we're posting on social media, what we have on our sales pages is just we need to know how to get people to see and understand that we know our stuff, they can trust us, and they are safe investing with us as their coach. And there's a lot of ways to do that that don't include testimonials. Also, I think it's totally fair game if you have ever given any of your friends or family members fitness advice or health or wellness advice that has ended up giving them a result. I think it's 100% fair to ask those people to write even a short testimonial for you or if any one of your friends like, you know, texted you a month or two ago like, oh my gosh, I'm down 10 pounds. I'm so glad that you, you know, set up my macros for me or something like that. That's totally fair for you to screenshot and then use as, you know, quote unquote evidence that you know what you're doing and what you do works. But even if you don't have any of that, you know what also is a great testimonial? Your own story. Your own journey of having lost weight or balanced your hormones or whatever your health journey is works wonderfully as a testimonial for your business. And in fact, when I was first getting started in my own fitness coaching business, that was the only testimonial I had at first. Uh, Even though I was technically a a trainer in a gym for, I think about eight to 12, oh, it was about a year, actually. I was a trainer in a gym for about a year before I went and did coaching online. But if you've ever worked within a, within a gym, A, you know a lot of times those people don't always have fantastic results because a lot of times you're only working on them with their workouts and they are like not keeping you posted on their diet. Like they're not whatever. Also, when I worked in a gym, I didn't take progress photos with my clients. It was like they came into the gym, I put them through a workout, There were no progress photos to speak of. So I really didn't have any testimonials when I was starting my online fitness coaching business. But you know what I did have? Lots and lots of evidence that what I had done for myself worked really well. I had told my story about how I struggled with my weight my whole life. And then I was finally able to lose 50 pounds. I showed my own before and after photos of where I started and where I was now. I you know, showed to my client, to my audience on social media over and over that I knew how to build meals. I knew how to overcome a lack of motivation. I knew how to get myself to the gym. I knew how to build muscle. I knew how to change my life, right? My testimony of my own change was the biggest testimonial for the start of my business. And that's what propelled my first several, like thousands of dollars in sales was just my own story. So don't 
you know, uh, discredit your story for what it could be worth in your business. Don't discredit that that's not good enough to prove to people that you know what you're talking about because it is, you know, and, and telling that story over and over, especially at the beginning of your business, whatever your testimony is, whatever your journey is, is 100% helpful and good in selling your coaching uh, and can very much get you you, your first sales, even if you've not helped other people. Um, And and really, you know, once you get those first four to five clients, you're good because those people are going to start giving you testimonials, telling you how great your coaching is, giving you things you can use on sales pages or on social media to prove that you know your stuff. And from there, you know, you just keep leveraging that into more sales. Um, I know that getting your first few sales can be the toughest, uh, especially if you have not you know, obviously you can't get your first few sales with testimonials because they wouldn't be your first few sales then. You would have (laughs) had testimonials, but you absolutely can get clients without having, you know, crazy testimonials. There's so many ways to build trust with people and have them feel really certain that you are going to help them and feel safe with you outside of just testimonial content. Another question that I get often is, should I or why should I have a client application? like an application where people have to, you know, fill out a form to apply to work with you. If you follow any coaches online, you know, this is very, very commonplace. Many coaches have a client application that if you want to work with them, that's kind of your first step in really even starting to work with them, right? You fill out an application to essentially be like, I'm interested in working with you. And then from there, you usually like talk with the coach or get on a sales call or something like that. But a lot of people, especially newer coaches, have asked me, you know, do I need to have one or even like, why should I have one? So I'm going to answer that question first. Why should I have one? Because I think a lot of people feel like it's redundant. Like they're like, it just feels like a middleman thing. Like why? I just want to have my coaching programs available that people can just check out and purchase. Like that seems faster, blah, blah, blah. Why wouldn't I just do that? And it's for a few reasons. First of all, if you take it from me as someone who did just have my coaching programs available to purchase on a website for the first two and a half years of being in business, you definitely run a risk of when you do things that way of ending up with clients that are not ideal or are not people that you feel you can help or are people that have like a really, really bad attitude and end up being nightmare clients. And so one of the first reasons I recommend a client application is so that you can actually filter out who you are working with and like vet them first, right? Like make sure that A, you're somebody I would actually want to work with. B, you're someone that I feel like I actually can help. Uh, You know, again, in my first two and a half years of being an online fitness coach, I would have people buy my coaching and then we'd be a week or two into coaching and they would share some health issues with me that I'd be like, I don't know how to help you. Like I remember somebody bought full like nutrition and fitness coaching from me back in the very beginning days of my... um of my online fitness coaching business, and she was diabetic. She had some other uh, condition that made uh, eat like a lot of foods basically off limits for her, and she had some sort of um, physical disabilities. I can't remember what they were. I think she like, I forget. I honestly forget. But I remember she started working with me, and it all started coming out that she had all these issues. And I was like, oh my god, like I feel like I am not the person who should be helping with this, like. Or, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times people would hire me and three to four weeks in, I would start to realize they had a true eating disorder or they would like buy coaching for me and like it would come out in the first week that like they had an eating disorder. And that was not something that I ever played around with. Like if someone had a true diagnosed eating disorder or if I even saw like signs and symptoms of it, like that's, I wasn't qualified to help with that. 
And that's the kind of stuff that I could vet out if I had had a client application and had a chance to talk with them and just get some clarity around some things. And that is one of the first reasons why I highly recommend a client application. The other reason is that it gives you a lot of information about that person so that you can have a really quality sales conversation with them. Now, if me saying sales conversation just like gave you hives, just like chill out for a sec, let me tell you (laughs) what I mean by that. So having a sales conversation with a lead or like somebody who's applied for your coaching is not about trying to convince them to work with you. It's about having an understanding of what they need and what they want and being able to relay how your coaching provides that if indeed it does, right? Like if they are indeed looking for the things that you you offer in your coaching program. And so when we have a client application that has really, you know, good quality questions on there, we actually get a really strong feel for what this person is looking for and what they need and what would make a good coaching program for them which then makes it so much easier in conversation with them, you know, talking to them about like if they're going to proceed with working with you to actually effectively sell them on coaching, which again is not about pushing them. It's not about any of that. It's just if you have a program that really is everything that they're looking for, that's going to be an easy sale, right? Because there won't need to be any pushing. It'll literally just be about you proving out that your program is what they're looking for and then they will decide to work with you. You know what I mean? That's, I could talk about this all day long. I think people have such a weird idea and perspective of sales that sales needs to be pushy or that it's about um, trying to convince somebody to work with you. It's not. It's about having ultimate clarity about the person in front of you and helping together decide if this person is right for your program or not and if your program's right for them. And then being able to effectively relay that, that your program is what they need and is the type of thing that gets them what they are most specifically looking for, right? That's sales. And so having a client application where it actually digs into, you know, your client's past or sorry, your lead, I should say, your lead's past and what they really want and what they're looking for and what they need, what they've already tried, all of that, having that information is going to help you go into that conversation so much more prepared, uh, as well as, again, knowing if that person is actually a good lead, a qualified lead, somebody that you should or could be working with. You know what I mean? So having a client application to me is just kind of a necessity for coaches. It really protects you and the client from uh, making sure that this is the right fit, uh, as well as also uh, it, it does add a little bit of a barrier in, so to speak, right? It's like, you know, if someone's interested in working with you, they have to apply for your coaching rather than just like go to your website and check out. But some barriers are good. Like I want to make sure that this person is serious if they're coming to want to work with me and that they're committed. And I think that the client application and having to like fill that out and go through that process really kind of proves that this person is serious, which means that they're likely to be a good client. And kind of on that note, a question I get often is, should I host sales calls? Like, should I host sales calls with the people who apply for coaching? Or can I just like send them an email with my rates? Can I just like send them a DM with my rates or like a link to check out? Like, do I need to host sales calls? Why should I host sales calls? So again, I'm going to answer that question of why you should or should not. Um, Now I'll say this. I used to be super duper crazy gung-ho of like, everyone needs to host sales calls. You absolutely must host sales calls. You are not going to be able to close half as much if you're not hosting a sales call. And I don't feel that way anymore. In fact, uh, many times I sell without hosting a sales call. Uh, and a lot of my clients like exclusively do not do sales calls whatsoever. And in fact, a ton of my mastermind clients do not host sales calls at all. They just do other methods of uh, closing sales. But in general, I do think sales calls can be a good thing. 
And technically, they still convert better than if you were to send a DM about your coaching or send, um, yeah, like a link to a sales page. A sales call still reigns supreme when it comes to conversions. Like you were just more likely to get someone to decide to buy coaching from you or invest in coaching with you on a sales call than you are not. So for that reason alone, I recommend them. Um, More specifically, why does a sales call work so well? You know, think about what this person is even trying to invest in. They're trying to invest, invest in coaching and mentorship, right? You want to feel connected to the coach that you're going to buy from. You want to feel like you connect well, that you like them, that you feel safe with them. And so even though it can feel difficult to actually get someone to get onto a sales call, once you do sit in front of them and are able to like communicate with them and connect with them, you are just have a much higher chance of them feeling comfortable with you and feeling a bit more warmed up to you and feeling like they could see themselves coaching with you. So already that in and of itself is so powerful about a sales call in that it helps you start to build relationship with this person, which at the end of the day, people are going to hire the coach that they feel like they have a relationship with, that they feel heard by, connected with, right? They're so much more likely to, to hire that coach than the coach who just has like, a sales page with a checkout button that this person doesn't really know the coach, doesn't, you know, is not really connected with them, right? It just raises your odds of the person hiring you over a competitor um, and actually converting rather than like, you know, deciding not to hire you after all. Sales calls are also just a great way to really understand this person in front of you, understand this lead, what they need, what they want, uh, which is just so important in, in helping them see if your coaching is right for them or not, right? If we're not hosting sales calls, if we're just, you know, talking in DMs with someone or we just send them a sales page and we're like, here's the information about my coaching, let me know if you want to do it or not, we're not really taking the time to really hear them or understand them. We're just kind of throwing a sales page at them or throwing a sales DM at them and hoping that they will convert. And a lot of times it's just such a hands-off approach that people will not feel called to action by that. They will feel, they'll kind of go back into lurking mode of like, well, let me just like look at the sales page and I'll just like think about it, which is another thing. I think getting on a sales call is, in fact, I know getting on a sales call is really requires more action, right? It's like literally an action to get on a sales call. But then also in the conversation of a sales call, you're face to face with this person, which is, it's just like inspiring them to like make a decision. Now I'm not one to push people on a sales call to like make a decision in that moment. I don't do that. That feels weird to me, but they are there. You're really like in a space where you're talking about this as a possibility. And it's just so much more likely for them to make a quick decision within, you know, 24 hours of that call that like, yes, they're going to invest versus if you've just sent them a DM again with like your sales page or like information about your coaching and you're just like, well, do you want to do it or not? It's just so much easier for them to kind of stay leaned back and be like, well, I don't know. Like, let me think about it. Like, they just don't know enough. They don't know if they've connected with you enough. They don't know if they feel safe with you. They don't know if they vibe with you. They don't know what it feels like to be in proximity of you, right? And sales calls deliver all of that. They give the customer all of that. Also, sales calls are the best way for you to really relay the value of your coaching. Now, you've probably heard that statement said by like a thousand business coaches. Let me explain what that really means. It's one thing to have a website that's like, this is what my coaching is. This is who it's for. Here's what's included. Are you in? It's one thing to have that, right? Or even like a DM where you're like, well, yeah, like my coaching is just like really awesome. And like, I help people lose weight and like, here's how much it costs, right? 
all of that is really centering your coaching around the cost. And like, that's what's making that person decide if they want it or not, which is very one dimensional. It's basically like, does the idea of coaching feel worth the amount of money this coach is telling me that it it costs, right? Whereas on a sales call, it is so much easier to actually explain what they're getting out of coaching and how coaching is going to change their life and how coaching is going to get them the results that they're seeking. Because you're, again, able to understand what they're really motivated by, what they really want and need. And if it's something that you know you can deliver, that your program delivers when people follow through on your program, it's so much easier to vividly explain that and express that, that like, oh, this isn't just like a 12-week coaching program. And I'm not just asking you to decide if 12 weeks of you know, general coaching sounds worth a thousand dollars to you. Let me explain what the end goal of this coaching is going to give you. Like, let me explain how you're going to, you know, how you can potentially feel and what you can potentially have at the end of our 12 weeks together, what this will change about your day-to-day life, how I'm able to support you, how I'm able to provide X, Y, and Z for you, how this is going to alleviate you know, these three things that you can't stand about your life right now or that are really holding you back. Here's how my coaching can change that. Now, once you've been able to communicate around those topics and and really explain why the coaching is so valuable, well, then your $1,000 coaching price doesn't sound that crazy because they're now weighing it against all of this opportunity that lies in your coaching for them, right? They're now weighing that, that price tag against, the value against what they're going to get out of this rather than just like looking at a sales page and trying to ask themselves, is coaching worth a thousand dollars to me? Well, like when you're thinking about it one dimensionally like that, probably not. Like, you know what I mean? I could talk about why sales calls are so awesome all day for a long time. I love sales calls. Um, and I think that you can definitely, if you're someone who's like a sales call sounds like true and literal murder to me, I get that. I really, Something that I teach inside of my business is having a really positive relationship with sales and understanding, again, that it's not about persuasion or, you know, weird, cringy sales tactics. And it truly is about connecting with the person who is your ideal client and being able to show how your program gets them what they want. But then also having this like uh, this detachment to outcomes in sales so that you're not feeling in your feelings because somebody said no to your coaching or feeling rejected all the time or taking it personally if someone says no like you can have a really great and healthy relationship with sales trust me and I was not the person that ever felt like that for like my whole life and so for me to say that like if I can like sales you can like sales girlfriend let me tell you but okay wrapping up the conversation about sales calls uh you know if we're answering the question should you host them my opinion is yes if you can Yes, if your schedule allows it, and yes, if it makes sense for your ideal client, but if they don't make sense for you, your schedule, your ideal client, then you don't have to host them in order to be successful. For example, uh, one of the gals who is in my mastermind that I'm thinking of right now, she is a mom, a busy mom. She has two kids. She, her husband travels a lot, so she uh, is like playing almost like single mom a lot of the time. And she has a full roster of clients. So between that, she does not have the ability to get on sales calls, let alone even like coaching calls. I think a lot of the time her schedule simply doesn't allow it. Right. She's kind of working in between nap times and like kids going to, you know, daycares or whatever. She does not have time or the predictability of her calendar to be able to get on sales calls. And also her ideal clients are also busy moms like her. And a lot of times they can't predict for sure when they'd be able to get on a sales call. So it makes a lot of sense in her business, 
why she wouldn't host sales calls. So she just has a really good uh, like DM script or email script that she sends to people that really helps show the value of her coaching. And she sells that way and she has a really good conversion rate that way. Another client of mine uh, has just, she's really busy, full roster of clients. And so hosting sales calls would just be a lot for her. She also uh, at times will have a lot of people applying for coaching at once. And just the thought of getting on like five to 10 sales calls a week or something could just be really exhausting to her. So what she does instead of sales calls is she does Loom videos, which is like a screen recording um, platform that allows you to like record your computer screen and like use a microphone so you can like talk while you're screen recording. So it's like kind of like you're demonstrating something on a computer. So she'll do Loom, Loom, Loom recordings of the client applications that come in where she kind of goes through the client application and she, you know, kind of speaks to everything that they're talking about to just really connect with them in that way, to empathize with them. Um, and then she goes into a breakdown of what her coaching can provide for them and what it can do for them, right? So she's essentially holding a sales call just in a Loom video because it's something she can do on her own time in, you know, 15 or 20 minutes and then send it over to the client, which feels really nice and easy for her. Both of these clients that I'm speaking of, they convert very well with these methods. So they definitely can work. I would just say, I can also say both of these clients currently have a, a they, they get clients fairly easily. Like they just have a, a bigger lead pool than I think a lot of brand new clients of mine that are just like starting out in the space. So I would say if you are newer to coaching, if you don't have at least a halfway full roster, you will have much more success if you are hosting sales calls. Uh, you will have, especially if you sell really high ticket, if you sell health and wellness coaching that's over like $1,200, $1,500, a sales call will by far give you better results than simply sending DMs to people and seeing if they convert. So that's my opinion. I, uh, I don't necessarily say you need sales calls, but I do recommend them. And then here's my last answer that I'm going to answer today when it comes to sales and selling online. Question I get all the time from clients is, should I publicize my rates online? Like, should I have my coaching rates public or should I conceal them? Because we see it both ways, right? Some coaches have their rates totally public. You go on their sales page and like, there's the cost of their coaching. And a lot of other coaches have them concealed. And the best that you'll get is maybe on their coaching application, the last question will be like, you know, are you ready to invest in coaching? Coaching is an investment. And, you know, do are you prepared to spend at least a couple hundred dollars a month on your coaching? That Like, that's the best that we get out of them, right? And we don't know the price unless we get on a sales call with them. Now, neither of these are necessarily right or wrong. I'll just kind of explain why people would do them one way or another. So for years in the online selling space and the online business coaching space, the online fitness coaching space, it's been very common to conceal your prices and to kind of force people to get on a sales call in order to learn your prices for a number of reasons. A, so that like, if somebody is actually serious about coaching, it, it kind of like forces them to prove that out by being like, okay, you want to talk about my coaching prices? You're going to have to get on a sales call with me so that we can discuss this and like make sure that it's the right fit. And like, then I'll talk to you about my, my coaching rates. The other thing is that kind of like I said earlier, it's a lot easier to co convey value to somebody in an actual live conversation versus just a sales page or just simply someone DMs you and is like, hey, how much is your coaching? And you're like, it's $300 a month with like no other context. We're again, just like hoping that that person was expecting to spend $300 a month or has no problem spending $300 a month because otherwise they're only having one conversation in their brain right now. And that is, 
do I feel like I can spend $300 easily with like basically no pain to myself? And if not, you've lost the customer, right? So, you know, again, I have found more success with having sales calls and like talking to, you know, leads and potential clients on sales calls and delivering rates that way, especially for like higher ticket coaching programs. However, something I have seen a lot in the last year or two is that a lot of leads are just like getting tired of that. (laughs) A lot of people are tired of feeling like they have to get on a sales call to know a coach's rates. They are tired of um, the price concealment. They really want transparent rates just posted on websites. And I feel that. Uh, I totally get that. There's coaches that I've wanted to work with that I've been curious about that I go to their website. There's no prices listed for their coaching. And like immediately like my curiosity ends. And I'm like, you know what? It's not that deep. Like I, I just, I'm not getting on a whole sales call with this person to hear a whole spiel. Like it's, it's not, you know, whatever. And, you know, maybe if they'd had their prices publicized, maybe I would have been like, oh, you know what? Like that actually feels like something I would be willing to do. Maybe they would have gotten a sale out of me. But also I can tell you the figures because I've been in business for years. The amount of people who DM me and ask me for my coaching rates, 95% of the people that I tell do not buy coaching. They are just coach shopping. They just want to know. And they don't buy coaching because again, They are just looking at that one dimension of, oh, Lynette's rates are X, Y, Z. Okay, I'm not going to go work with her. And by the way, I'll tell people, like, I'm not going to conceal my prices if you ask me directly. Like, if people are in my DMs and they want to know the prices of any of my programs, I will come tell you. Like, I will tell you. I'm not going to be like, you should get on a sales call with me. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, But like I said, for most people who've asked me my rates outright in my DMs, both as a fitness coach and a business coach, a lot of the times, that's the end of the conversation. They do not go, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Can I check out and buy? Because again, there's not really a sales conversation happening. They're just hearing a random number. And most likely the only thing going through their head is would that be an easy investment for me or not? Right. That's, that's what's going through their head, which we already talked about at the beginning of this, that like, you don't want your coaching to be an easy investment. It shouldn't be an easy investment for people, but when they are just in your DMs looking for a price, that's what they want. Versus on a sales call, um, if they need to get on a sales call to hear your prices, you've probably had a 30, 40, 50 minute conversation about how your coaching would change their life before you even get to the price, right? So then by that point, they are so kind of bought in to what you're doing because they can understand the value of it. They can see why it would be exactly what they need. So now your high ticket price point doesn't sound that crazy to them. They're like, okay, yeah, that would be an investment, but I clearly need this. Like clearly this would be the thing that would change my life. Like clearly this would be, you know, this is the coaching program I need to join. So the value, the perception of the value of your coaching just changes on a sales call. So they sell so much more successfully than if you're just ripping your prices in the DMs or if you have your prices publicized. So then you might be thinking, okay, Lynette, so you're telling me not to publicize my prices. No, I'm not saying that. (laughs) I think... I think go with your gut. That's what I think. I, you know, even though a lot of the people who are in my DMs, who I tell my coaching rates to don't buy at that moment, a lot of times they come back and buy later. A lot of times I think they just want to know to kind of wrap their brains around it. And then throughout following my content and like watching, you know, my live masterclasses or listening to my podcast, 
those things kind of slowly sell them over time. And then they remember my prices and they're like, you know, that actually doesn't sound so crazy to me anymore. Like I can see how this would be worth what Lynette's charging. And like, I, it's clear she gets people results. So I will often have people come back. Often don't buy in that moment, but they will often come back. So having prices public is not like any kind of death sentence on your business. And again, a lot of people are at a point where they want that price transparency. Um, I've even had people say to me, I would never hire a coach who didn't publicize her prices because that feels um, like shicey to me or something. Now, I've only had a couple people say that. So like, don't panic and feel like you need to now publicize your prices. I mean, clearly, as you can tell, there's just like a bunch of schools of thought on this. <laughs> there's a benefit to concealing prices. There is a benefit to publicizing prices. For me, I don't have my prices listed on my site because I kind of want people to have to come to me if they're curious about my rates or I want them to have to book a sales call because to me, it's like, if you're not serious, if you're just coach shopping, I don't want my hat in the ring. Like that, I, you know, either you want to work with me or, and you're serious or like, I'm not having this conversation, you know, love you, but like, let me know when you're serious. For me, that's my reasoning. But then also like if someone's in my DMs and wants to know the price of any of my programs, I'm flat out telling them. Like, I'm just going to tell them because that to me is still an indication that like you're serious. You just really want to know. And that's where I personally kind of land with it. But it's up to you. Uh, you can publicize your prices if that's what feels right to you. You can conceal your prices if that's what feels right to you. If you want to, you know, kind of like I do, want to make sure that people are serious, want to be able to convey the value of your coaching and want to be able to connect with them about your coaching before, you know, you just throw what is likely a high ticket coaching price to them. You know what I mean? So I know I didn't answer that one super clearly, but that's, that's also, you know, that's, being in business, there's not black and white answers to everything. In fact, to a lot of things in business, a lot of it is about testing things for yourself, seeing what works and uh, going with what feels right to you. So that's where we'll leave that one. And that's where we'll leave this podcast episode. So I hope that this was helpful in just answering some questions about sales, selling online, some marketing. If you guys like episodes like this, please tell me because if if y'all just all listen to this and like it and don't come tell me, I'll probably never do another episode like this again. But if you do like it, come tell me in my DMs or tag me on Instagram. Let me know that you like this style of podcast episode where I just kind of do like an FAQ about a topic and I'll definitely do one again in the future. Also, Jessica, my copywriter, if you hate this, please let me know because you might. <laughs> I hope this was an awesome episode for you guys though and helped you guys out. And of course, I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Best Coach Ever podcast. If you love today's episode, do me a favor and share a screenshot of this episode on Instagram story and tag me, or go ahead and leave a five-star review for my podcast on iTunes. Both help me out so much in getting my podcast out to new people. Thanks again for hanging out with me today, you guys, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Best Coach Ever podcast.